Alright, how's it everyone? It's time for this week's SA Crypto Market Roundup. Coming to you from King Shaka International Airport this morning because I'm actually on my way to Santon for Luno's announcement of an incredible research project that they've just completed and they're going to be releasing all those results so uh, I'm literally about to board a flight to Joburg so we've got a pretty special little market roundup for you today because we have a couple of voice notes we have a short interview with Graham Tennant our financial analyst so we're just going to get through a couple of the basics a couple of the headliners in terms of price action this week and really as usual there hasn't been much price action it's been very stagnant once again as usual although overall we are down on average about 1.5 percent so overall market cap is down 3.4 billion dollars from 209 billion dollars last week to 205.8 billion dollars this week that's a loss of 1.65 percent bitcoin price down uh, 1.7 percent from 6485 to 6373 and that's because of a little pump yesterday so it rescued itself from four uh, percent loss but the luno price is very stable as opposed to a 1.7% loss it's only lost 0.6% down from 96,649 Rand to 96,067 Rand Bitcoin market cap is down uh, 1.8 billion from 112.4 billion to 110.6 billion ETH price $204 last week $199 right now that's a loss of 2.45% the ETH market cap $20.9 billion last week 20.4 billion dollars this week uh, xrp is up very slightly from uh, 45.7 us cents to 45.9 us cents and its market cap was 18.4 billion dollars last week to 18.454 billion dollars this week uh, having a look at the cmc 16 i can tell you that the best performer is ripple and it's only up 0.2 percent uh, it's obviously currently at a price of 45.9 US cents as opposed to 45.7 US cents. No other coins in the CMC 16 have gained on the seven day period. Second best performer is US dollar Tether. Last week it was Bitcoin. And third best performer is Dash, which is currently at 153 US dollars. Worst performer on the CMC 16 is Stellar Lumens, down 4.6%. XLM, which is uh, sitting at 22 US cents. Second worst performer on the CMC 16, IOTA, at 47.3 US cents, down 3.7 cents. Uh, 3.7% rather and uh, the worst the third worst performer in the CMC 16 is Cardano which is down to uh, 7.1 US cents down 3.2% so that's where we're going to leave the numbers this week in terms of uh, headline market roundup figures for you and I've got a couple of voice notes from uh, some of the SA crypto team actually who are just remembering how they got into Bitcoin and how they got into crypto of course because it is uh, exactly 10 years on Wednesday the 31st of October 2018 was exactly 10 years since Satoshi Nakamoto announced his white paper to the cryptography mailing list so it's uh, the Bitcoin white papers 10 year anniversary so enjoy the voice notes and enjoy this week's little roundup and analysis from Graham Tennant. Hi guys, it's Gareth here from East Coast Radio and Cointelegraph. Um, I first heard about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency in 2016, but I only really 
properly looked into it uh, in 2017. Um, once I'd got a sort of basic understanding of what Bitcoin was, uh, I was lucky enough to get in contact with the people at Cointelegraph and start writing for the publication. It was only then that I finally read the Bitcoin white paper. And once I'd taken a look at that, I, I had a much better understanding of what the possibilities um, are with cryptocurrency and Bitcoin in particular and you know how they can change the change the world as we know it in the the last year or so I've done a number of different articles on a number of different industries and topics within the cryptocurrency sphere and um, it's safe to say that the applications of blockchain technology and cryptocurrency have done a lot to change the financial world and uh, just logistics a whole number of different industries have been uh, markedly influenced by blockchain and all of this really can be attributed back to the uh, creation of bitcoin back in 2008 when satoshi uh, released and basically published his now famous uh, bitcoin white paper um, i also wrote a article just analyzing the influences of the Bitcoin white paper. You can check that out on Cointelegraph as well. Just a sort of ode to all the different influences that went into uh, helping Satoshi dream up and create an actual working electronic cash system. Uh, the one we know and love today. Cheers. Hi, it's Kath. I'm SA Crypto's uh, editor and chief whipcracker i suppose the truth is is that the world of crypto excited me long before i'd even bought my first coin um i think that the possibilities inherent in blockchain technologies extend far beyond the financial sector and those excite me more than anything and yeah truth be told i bought my first coin a year and a half ago I think it was but I love watching and learning more about how blockchain is changing the world so happy birthday Bitcoin how's James it's Mark here um, so I first heard about Bitcoin um, probably in around 2011 2012 somewhere around there um, I don't actually look into it too much I do recall playing around a little bit like setting up a wallet on my machine and i think i might even set up some mining at the time i don't even remember but i hope i didn't because if i if i did set up something and i got some bitcoins and they've gone now then i'm going to be very bleak so i try not to think about it and then around the, the start of 2017 i got a little bit more interested in it and started looking um, into what it was all about and starting to see the benefits of what bitcoin actually is and bought some in fact i tried to buy some using my paypal and I had to go through some weird combination buying second life tokens with my paypal which i can convert to bitcoin and then uh yeah and then i bought a little bit eventually i found luno and decided to just buy a little bit here buy a little bit there buy a little bit here bought some ethereum at the beginning of 2017 as well um and yeah that that's been my journey um obviously the more I've been involved with SA Crypto, the more I've learned um, and the more interested I am in, in this technology. So that's my Bitcoin journey. Um, yeah, it's been interesting. I've enjoyed it. 
and uh, looking forward to what the future holds. I'm really excited about blockchain technology specifically. Um, I believe that that's what's going to change um, the way we do things. Um, that's me. Thanks, James. SA Crypto's financial analyst, Graham Tennant. Graham, um, it's obviously 10 years to the day that Satoshi Nakamoto released his white paper to the public. Who would have thought that his Bitcoin would be worth 6000 current price, $6,300? Yeah, that's lot, an interesting way to look at it. Eh? Yeah, oh, a, yeah. A, lot of, a lot of people are very very bearish and in despair because they're so used to the $20,000 high. But the reality is, I mean, it's still so high even on a year ago. What's your overall outlook on the price at the moment? So at the moment, I mean, if you followed any of the previous conversations, we're really still in the same situation. Very low volatility. Um, still sitting above the, you know, the critical support zone around the 6,000 area. And yeah, we, we keep on um, you know, just waiting to see which way this thing's going to move. I mean, the, the lower vol it goes, the more excited I get because that means the bigger move we're going to get. So when I say vol, I mean uh, volatility. Volatility. Ah, volatility. Okay, okay. So, and and often, often low volatility comes with low volume, um, but it's really the low volatility that's exciting from a trader's perspective. And this is usually when most people go to sleep and they're and I think nothing's happening. You know, it's like having your 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 line in the water and nothing's biting. But um, the the longer we go and the more low volatility we go, that that precedes um, a big impulsive move. And the hard part is knowing which way it's going to go. And your overall analysis from what our conversations have had here have been here in the office is that you still maintain a bearish bias. Yes, and that's, I mean, that's just for the simple reason that we are in a bear market and we have moved down. Look, I mean, some would argue we're still in a bull market if you look at where we've come from since, uh, since 10 years ago. But the most um, prevalent trend for me at the moment is the fall from the highs of, of, of 20,000. And since that point, we haven't had anything that has shown us that the market is changing. And as long as we remain in that state, I remain um, a bear. And until the market tells me otherwise, I will, will keep my bearish bias. I think if, you, if you're looking at it with, a, um, with, your, bear, with your bull goggles on, um, one thing to consider is, is the possibility that we've got some big whales buying up the price at, at around 6,000. So this would mean that um, there could be institutions involved and it, it could be the reason that we haven't fallen you know, further down is because you've got some, some whales that every time the retail traders are, are, are tired of the market, either they're bored or either they've been burned so badly that they want to get their money out. Um, and, and if it wasn't for the whales buying up at around 6,000, that uh, we would have indeed broken the support level. Um, and what that points to is just a, 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 a transfer of, of value of Bitcoin from your retail traders, from your mom and pop, and maybe some of the, you know, the early Bitcoin adopters to the institutions that obviously uh, have come late to, to the Bitcoin party and never really, well, to my knowledge, got in on the first pump um, and might be you know, buying up quite aggressively at that 6,000 level. So that is, is some definite bullish um, 
perspective, I think, to take on board. Um, and if that's the case, then you know, 6,000 is, is, is really not a bad price. So even if you are going to buy and hold at this level for the next you know, couple of years, I mean, it's not a bad time to start accumulating. Um, but at the same time, for me, I, I think that's um, for this support level to break, that's going to provide the, the buying opportunity of, of a lifetime. So that's really what I'm, I'm holding out. So what strategy would you apply here? I mean, I know just in our chat, you've kind of, you're waiting for, for certain confirmations before you really enter. Yes. And you're doing some, some uh, something smaller stuff. I mean, you spoke about the break just the other day to the downside. Sure. Um, but what strategy would you recommend to, to more short-term traders than the long-term investors? Look, I think it's difficult to... I mean, P.S. This is not you, financial advice. 100%. So if you are a short-term trader, you know, we, I think the highest probability um, outcome over the next little while is to continue in, in this low-volatility channel um, environment that we've had. So if I were to put on trades um, with, with that hat on, then I, I don't think it's the worst thing to do. I'm just not... That's just not a, a strategy I personally follow. It's not because I think it's a bad strategy. That's just not... Um, you know, something that I've decided to, to, to master in inverted commas. So again, I'm waiting for a break of, of, of the support level. I think that's going to provide the best uh, buying opportunity. Having said that, um, I did get on a trade a little earlier because you know, once it breaks the support level, um, the, the, the price is going to move quick. And by that stage, you know, very, very soon after it breaks that, it's going to be too late. You know, you're going to actually have missed that short trade. So you probably, if you, I'm, I'm more inclined to get in too early and hold that position um, to, to, to make sure I get a decent entry. Um, and if I need to get you know, stopped out once or twice as long as my, my money management is correct, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. So I made a little bit of, you know, got in early, you know, got some of the downside break. Um, earlier this week, um, moved my stop loss down, we then obviously had a kick up, um, which, which stopped me out, but um, you know, I, 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 it still was a, a marginally profitable trade, and had that accelerated into a further down movement, which is what I'm waiting for, you know, I, I would have been in a really good position to profit from, from that. So I'm con you know, continuing to, to look for those opportunities to, to hold a short position um, in, in the expectation of, of the big break to the downside. And I know you've been eyeing out a couple of alts as well, just because they are looking so tasty. The charts are looking so tasty. What are your thoughts on on the alts in the event of a serious break to the downside of the Bitcoin price? Um, yeah, so if you look at the alts, those are essentially higher uh, beta um, instruments of Bitcoin. You know, they're generally highly correlated. So that when, when Bitcoin moves up, they also move up and they move down together, but they do so with greater... Uh, volatility. So, from a trader's perspective, you know that is that is attractive. So, when but then you need, especially if you're going to short, you need to have um, volume. And there's obviously not you know, your Binance and your Bitrexes. You can't take short positions. So there, you have to look at Bitmix um, primarily. And there, there's only a certain number of coins. So, and those have to be high volume coins. Uh, one for me that I think is is looking tasty from a short uh, shorting perspective is EOS. Um, I think that you know, uh, if, you, if you look at the setup there and we break the downside, it, we, we could have you know, 40-50% correction on, on EOS. That, that's what I'm looking at. I know you were talking about um, entering some alt positions. Do you still hold those positions? Have you taken your profits? Um, and do you have stop losses in place for that kind of scenario? Sure. So 
Um, I mean, just doing some some very um, uh, you know, small positions in in alts, some bottom feeding essentially on on very selective alts. Uh, you know, I think if you can pick up on uh, alts that, that are on quite obscure exchanges and and they're going to be listed on a Binance or Bitrix, you know, there's, the, 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 that's a very um, attractive um, scenario to identify. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm very, um, I'm not in any alts actually at the moment or at all personally at this point in time. All right. Well, there we go, folks. Graeme Tennant, our SA Crypto Financial Analyst. Graeme, thanks again for your insights as always. Great. Thanks, James. Always good to have a chat and happy trading. And that's where we're going to leave it for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you did something a little special, maybe read an extra article or two about uh, altcoins, crypto, where the market's going, where the technology's going in terms of blockchain, and uh, remembered an incredible day that was 10 years ago when Satoshi Nakamoto first released the Bitcoin white paper to the public. Don't forget you can sign up for our weekly newsletter where we give you the latest in blockchain news. All you got to do is head on over to sacrypto.co.za, enter your email address on either the sidebar or the little pop-up box, and you can get a weekly headline email with all the main news in the blockchain industry from South Africa and around the world as well. Some very interesting stories came out this week. Um, if I actually just had to pull them up for you very, very quickly, I can tell you what those main stories are. I've got them right in front of me as I prepare this week's newsletter. Big stories this week are that NASDAQ says they can help squash crypto market manipulation. BitMEX CEO thinks that the crypto bear market could last another 12 to 18 months. New Zealand government invests $333,000 in local crypto trading platform Vimba. Bitcoin ATM operator CoinSource has received a bit license from New York's financial watchdog. Uh, Visa CEO has said we may move to adopt cryptocurrency assets. Um, there's a new Ethereum token called Wrapped Bit Bitcoin, which aims to hold a one-to-one peg price on Bitcoin, which is interesting. Sweden have launched eKrona, a digital version of their national currency. Uh, what else we got? Singapore's energy utility provider has launched a blockchain-powered marketplace for trading renewable energy certificates. Uh, and there's a whole bunch of other ones. What? Cryptocurrency exchange Bitstamp, of course, acquired by NXMH, an investment firm owned by South Korean conglomerate NXC. Um, And also we look at uh, all the talk about Bitcoin going to melt the planet in terms of uh, energy use. And uh, we debunk that myth, which is pretty common in mainstream media. And also Warren Buffett, who was a big crypto bear, his firm Berkshire Hathaway is ready to join the crypto party to invest $300 million into two large fintech firms. So all of that and a couple of others. Also, we look into the Oyster Protocol founder hacking the Oyster Protocol. Terrible story that uh, for those that were Oyster holders. um, Terrible story, really destroying the project. We look into that story as well. That's all in this week's SA Crypto Blockchain News newsletter. So that's it from this week from me, James. I'll catch you guys next week. See you on the chat channels. See you on the website. See you on Twitter. Until next week. Cheers. Cheers.